Welcome to the Mindful Money Manager. I'm Sarah Ayadanza, a financial advisor. I've been doing this for about eight or nine years, and I'd like to start off doing an episode about how I started out in this industry and why I think it's so important for men and women to become empowered about their finances. So when I embarked on my journey to become a licensed financial advisor, I had no idea where I'd end up. I'd say I was sort of heading there on autopilot. I just kind of jumped right in with both feet. I got my Series 7 check, Series 66 check, and now you want me to get my CFP? Okay, check. My CFP I got in 2017, which makes me a certified financial planner certified by the Board of Standards, by the Financial Planning Board. And there's so many pros and cons to entering this job in your 20s versus your 40s or 50s. For starters, you have like no network after college. My network was my friends who were as equally clueless as I was. The pros is that you're really malleable to learning and absorbing as much as you can. As I gained knowledge and confidence, as my clients grew to trust me, so did my desire to share what I've learned. Most importantly, because I don't think there's a lot of information given to us in our daily lives about finance, especially not to those who aren't interested in it already or have a sort of knack for it already. Also, the ability to connect with the newer generations of clients is really great. I have a connection to my older clients' children and grandchildren, and that helps everyone feel connected, which is really important in this business. So aside from our wealth and our financial health, I also consider myself really into health and wellness. I'd say it's definitely a passion of mine. I work out consistently. I try to meditate and have a well-balanced diet. We all find time in our days to schedule in a workout or a meditation, but I'm not sure how many of us can really say we prioritize our financial health the same way. I think our finances can be more of a burden in our existence, and it should really be looked at in a positive way. We need to wrap our minds and hands around our finances and become in control instead of the other way around. How many of us have heard the term, your money should work for you and not the other way around? And it's so true, but the big question is how do we get there? So many of us don't want to think about the real life issues and prepare for the what ifs. But if you do it once, make that financial plan, then you'll see that it can be on autopilot 90% of the time. Sure, you'll have some life events that will alter things. Maybe you're buying a home for the first time, you're getting married or having a baby. But once you have that foundation in place and those building blocks, And that's really the most crucial step. Everything else is just adding on, making tweaks, and then you continue to run on autopilot. I think that to to so many people, finance and understanding it is looked at like such a big deal when there's so many resources out there and uh, women's groups and financial podcasts that where we can gain knowledge and understand you know, finances around us every day. We all pay bills, whether we rent or own a house. We have a 401k at work. What do I invest in? 
those may seem like really difficult questions to some people who don't have any background in finance. You know, you have a full-time job and you don't want finance to become a second full-time job. And it can, it can be very overwhelming, but we should prioritize understanding our finances as much as we can. There are so many people who don't prepare for their lives properly. I know lots of people don't have a will. They have a family, uh, they're busy in their lives, and maybe it's just something that's always been on the to-do list but never gets done because most people don't want to think about what the what-ifs in life or what could happen. They just want to be present, and I understand that. But it's also really important to plan and figure out, talk with your partner, talk with yourself about what's important to you. What are your goals? And then reach out to a financial professional to talk to them and plan with them because they're really the best resource. You know, we go to the gym, we reach out to a personal trainer to get help if we can't do it ourselves. So let's do that with our finances as well. It's okay that you to not do everything yourself. We juggle a lot in our everyday lives and our finances shouldn't become a burden. So what I'd like to say to my network is that make finance less of a burden, but prioritize it as much as your health. Health, wealth, and happiness, the three pillars in our lives. Another pitfall I've seen since I've started in this business is Women give up so much control in finance, whether it's because they don't understand or there's a stigma that it's the man's job. And a few things happen when this happens. If your husband passes away first, then the wife is left with like a chicken without a head. She doesn't know the passwords or she doesn't know where anything is and She's gone most of her life without understanding simple terms or understanding being really involved. So as an advisor, I really think it's important to sit down with both spouses and get each involved as much as possible. You know, they don't have to understand every little thing, every little term, but Having a an understanding of your own money, understanding how many accounts you have, where what the purpose of retirement accounts are, what are retirement distributions, and why these things are necessary is really, really beneficial. And if cu- certain couples are open to it, getting their children involved as well, too, is really helpful. Um, I like to review a couple of times a year with my clients um, where we do a, a big annual review. And I like to review all of everything, the entire financial picture. What are our goals? When are we looking to retire? How do we get there? How are we getting from A to B? And what's our plan? And how do we feel about that plan? So there's a lot of emotion around investing. And I completely understand that. And that's why it's so important to have a third party who understands but has the discipline to 
handle those investments for you. Because once they're left in your own hands, I've seen from self-directed traders who it's really hard to take the emotion out of investing. And that's where an advisor comes in with expertise, with restraint, with knowledge of the markets. And there's a lot of factors that go into handling a portfolio. So along with the stigma that maybe women don't really understand finance, I think that it's becoming a lot more popular for women to become in the know. There's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of books out there, and we've seen a large increase of women professionals in our in this industry, which is excellent. But men still dominate, for sure. But women bring a few important aspects to the job that a lot of men don't, where we are compassionate, we listen to our clients, to their needs, we're empathetic to the moms and the dads out there because we know what it's like. Um, I have one kid, she's two, and I understand personally how hard it is to juggle everything. My career is so important to me, but so is being a mom. And I know I'm not alone out there. I know there are plenty of women out there who feel that way. For single moms, I can understand how difficult it is to wrap their hands around doing everything, working, raising the child, and understanding their finances. So it's important to have an advocate for your life. You go to a doctor, a medical professional to diagnose you if you're not feeling well or just for annual checkups. So you should have a financial doctor as well. A financial advisor is there to protect you, to look out for you, in, act in your best interest, and above all else, take care of your financial health. So for anyone out there who maybe is afraid or doesn't want to think about those tough questions, doesn't want to make a will, doesn't want to, to think about paying off their debt or whatever it is, there's so many things life will throw at us. And my advice is it's best to be prepared. You do it once, create that foundation. Everything in life is about having a solid foundation. A relationship starts on a good foundation, a healthcare routine, a good skincare routine. We all know how to take care of ourselves that way. Let's not let our finances fall to the wayside because it's, it's equally as important and we want to be happy going into retirement and not stressed out. My job is to eliminate stress, reduce risk, and my clients live, live their lives. They go to work. They have a good work-life balance. They go on vacations with their families. They have the ability because they give up the control of their finances to somebody else who oversees it. And they're still in control. They're still in control in the sense that they're aware, they have a plan, but they have the time now to live their lives while their money is working for them. And that is freeing. And maybe some of us don't know the first thing about going to get a financial advisor. Maybe we only know the term because of our parents. Well, my, my mom and dad have one because they have money. It's not just about having money. You don't need to have 
a ton of money to make money. You have to start somewhere. And I always tell somebody my age, so I'm, a, I'm 33, but if you've graduated college and you have a steady job, I always advocate that figure out a number that you can give from your paycheck to start in an investment account, whether it's $200 a paycheck or $500 a month. Have that drawn out and discipline yourself to put that in, into an investment account and build on that. Big life events also for young people. Buying a house for the first time. That is a very big endeavor. It's very exciting. And there's a lot of questions that go into it, into getting a mortgage, into how to pay for it. And having a plan in place is very important. Where will I finance this from? Can I afford it? Maybe the answer is no. Maybe you have to save some more. But having a professional to help is very, very helpful instead of doing it all on your own. And there is such a thing as shopping for an advisor. It has to be a good fit. You have to get along with your clients. And I've heard it said by many people that you attract clients like yourself. So the relationship, it becomes very important. I'm very close with most of my clients, almost like they're very good friends of mine. And I would say most of the time we talk, it's, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? How are your kids? Happy holidays. I would say more often than not, we talk about something personal and not actually about their portfolios. I really do review once or twice a year. I, I do a very an in-depth review. And then the other times we talk, maybe it's about a market update. Typically when the markets are volatile like they've been, we're speaking with our clients more just to assure them, reassure them, and make check-in. Sometimes we see something on TV. The news can be very upsetting and depressing during volatile years in the market. And clients are interested. They're going to be watching the news whether they want to or not. Um, they're going to be watching to see what the markets are doing because it's very emotional when we're t dealing with our money. And obviously nobody wants to see their portfolios in the red for so long. It can be very scary. You know, you work so hard for, for this money and you fear that, you know, a downturn, how will that affect my retirement? There's so, so many questions it can lead to and worries. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, I'm sure it can feel isolating and you feel like you're completely out of control. There's a lot of aspects of advising that go into taking care of a portfolio, such as taxes. Taxes are burdensome, complex. The tax laws change so much. And if you don't have a dedicated CPA, who's going to answer? You know, you, you can't just Google and, and get answers all the time. So finance, a financial advisor and a good CPA do go hand in hand. Advisors tax manage throughout the year, typically or hopefully. And towards the end of the year, you can talk with your advisor about, about doing tax planning. But having a professional there is a good idea as well. Fear sells in this type of market. And 
unhappy clients are going to seek advice elsewhere, whether it's from their neighbor who has a great tip or their brother or sister or a friend who loves their advisor. My advisor, you know, was up 10% while the market was down. If you're not having conversations with your clients or if your clients are talking to other people, they're shopping around. And if their trust isn't there, then you could lose them. So it's really important to keep the communication open both ways. I also just wanted to mention that I am a proud certified financial planner. And what that is, if anyone out there doesn't know, is it's a formal recognition of expertise in the areas of financial planning, taxes, insurance, estate planning, and retirement planning. So I got that designation in 2017. I passed the test. I got the designation. And for me, I'm very proud that I'm young. I am a female in a business that is predominantly male. And I have this designation to back back me up. So it's just a way to stand out and show clients that or show prospects that I know what I'm talking about. It gives me clout. It gives me backing in that I know, you know, basically I know what I'm doing. And while I may not have 40 years of experience under my belt yet, I am eight years of learning and I have the trust from my current clients and I have the education requirements of this designation to back me up. In summation, I think we need to prioritize our financial wellness as well. In the end, we work so hard. We work to create a balance in our lives. We don't want to see all of our hard work fall to the wayside. So if I could leave with three tips to my listeners, number one, invest early and often. Again, figure out what that disposable amount is each month, set it to recur, and don't look back. Number two, Max out that 401k, 403b, whatever it might be. Max it out if you can. Number three, buy and hold. More on this later. 